0: In grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, We are still in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and dealing with the small section on broken relationships, what causes them and how can they be repaired. And we are taking our time with this even though it's a very short section because it is so so foundational to relationships in the body of Christ, in homes, in fact in all relationships of every kind. And it is so so common among people to have problems with these relationships. Difficult relationships are one of the most severe trials that we ever face as, as human beings, fallen sons and daughters of Adam in this world, and even as redeemed sons and daughters of God. And so it's very helpful to consider what Paul has to say about this because he was troubled by a strained relationship with the members of the Corinthian church he has written several epistles to them two of which are included in our new testament first and second corinthians and they are some of the longest epistles in the new testament they are some of the epistles that address the most problems of any epistles in the new testament And it ought to be understood that Paul was deeply involved with this church. He loved this church, loved these people. Of course, the church is people. And he loved these people very, very much. And he was very troubled by the strain in their relationship. And so we will continue studying this on the broadcast today. Thank you for joining me on this Thursday, March 9. And many thanks for those whose financial gifts keep us teaching on this station. Paul's attitude toward the Corinthians is described in a very short verse, verse 11. O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. It is a passionate declaration, and it is a reminder that he has communicated openly with them. He has not tried to hide his thoughts, his feelings, his actions. He's not living in the shadows. He's not Maintaining a public persona when he is when he's ministering in public and then he goes behind walls where he cannot be seen during the rest of the time as some, some Christian leaders do and ought not to. But he has opened up to them in every way and he is disturbed that their response to him has not been the same. And their attitude is described in verse 12. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. They had a very different attitude toward him. His attitude can be described as large. He had a large heart toward them. Their attitude can be described as narrow. They had a restricted heart toward him. And Paul says... But you've got to know that that's not because I have dealt with you that way. I'm not the cause of the narrowness of your heart. Whatever the cause is, real or imagined, it is not me. And we talked about the source, of the the likely source of these wrong attitudes on the broadcast yesterday. They were, no doubt, suspicions that were implanted by false teachers trying to to seduce the members of the Christian, uh, the Corinthian church away from the influence of the Apostle Paul. And in some cases, it may have been troubled consciences by some of these people who had been rebuked by Paul and were not willing to deal with the sin in their lives and make the proper corrections and so forth. But whatever the cause, it wasn't Paul. Paul had not mistreated them. Paul had not withdrawn from them. Paul had not narrowed his affections toward them, but they had certainly done that toward him. So that brings us now to verse 13, which is a statement about the proper attitude. Verse 11, Paul's attitude. Verse 12, their attitude. And now verse 13, the proper attitude. I read all three verses again. O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now, in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. It's very, it's very short. All of these verses are short. Paul doesn't really linger in describing either the problem or the solution. Because it is so simple, but it is so common. This problem is so common. It's a simple problem with a simple solution, but it's easier said than done. But it needs to be done. So let's get on with it. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. You've got to open up your heart to me. You've got to open up your communication to me. And so the proper attitude is number one, warm reciprocation. Now, he says in verse 13, in return for the same, or one has translated it now for a recompense in kind. And someone else has translated it now in an exchange that is exact, simply saying in return for my love to you and in return for my faithful ministry to you, please return the same loving kindness and openness and warmth and consideration to me that I have always maintained toward you. That's what you've got to do. Warm reciprocation of my warmth toward you. What else? Number two, spiritual recognition. And Paul says, I speak to you as to children. And our first thought in reading that would be, well, Paul is mildly chiding them. He's saying you're acting like children. And in fact, they really were, but that's not what Paul is saying. The exact translation should probably be, I speak to you as to my children. And that puts a little bit different spin on it. He's not talking about childish behavior. He's talking about their being his spiritual children. He's talking about this relationship. We need to have a better relationship, and we need to understand the relationship that already exists and begin to act accordingly. My children, I speak to you as my children. I have this kind of relationship toward you, and I expect you to have a similar relationship toward me. Now, we all recognize that in families, children don't always respond in kind to their parents. We have all kinds of relationships in families, of course. There are some families in which children have truly been mistreated. No question about that in this sinful world. And in those situations, often the children become very antagonistic and hostile and resentful toward their parents. And we might say they have that attitude for just cause. All kinds of things go on behind closed doors. Some terrible things go on behind closed doors between parents and children. But even in good families, Christian families, godly families, where the actions and attitudes towards the children have been nothing but But the highest, I would not say perfect, there is no such thing as perfection, and I'm sure every single godly parent, no matter how well they treated their children and trained them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and poured their lives and resources into their to the lives of their children, no matter how much of that is done, every parent can look back and say, I wish I had done this differently. I wish I had done that differently. Because nobody's perfect. Except Jesus Christ. But nobody else is perfect. So there is no such thing as a perfect parent. There is no such thing as a perfect child. There is no such thing as a perfect home. Every home has some defects. Every home has some something that could be pointed to as a, as a problem that, that should not have been handled the way that it was. But, 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 children in whom the grace of God has operated, those who have been saved, will appreciate Christian parents who have done their best as they were able at the time or as they understood what needed to be done at the time we do get wiser as we get older, and sometimes we have to <laughs> have to be grandparents before we recognize some of the mistakes we made with our children, and then we try to make sure that we don't repeat those mistakes with our grandchildren, Though we don't have the same relationship with them that we had with our children, unless you are in one of those situations where you are rearing your own grandchildren because of the abandonment by their their parents, who one of whom at least would have been one of your children, and that's a very difficult situation. But that's not what we're, what I'm talking about now. But when God's grace has worked in the hearts of children, then they will love their parents and appreciate their parents, and will recognize the the love that their parents have shown to them, and the benefit that that kind of home has been to them and they will respond in loving kindness and warmth they will will respond the same way now when you have unconverted children sometimes then with their sinful hearts they will focus upon those one or two little things that weren't perfect and act as if their parents have been a total failure and blah 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 and we all know that heartbreaking situation and The remedy for that may not be anything except conversion. God must save them to change their perspective and to change their responses. But even in unconverted children, when they get a little older and more mature, sometimes they see things a little differently. When they have children of their own, sometimes they see things a bit differently, don't they? But we're talking here, in this case, with Paul and the Corinthians To save people. They are spiritual children who have been saved by the grace of God, who have a work of God's regenerating spirit in their hearts. They have been born again. And so they shouldn't be acting this way. I mean, nobody should be, but there really is no excuse for their acting this way. They are Paul's spiritual children. And he could be referring to them as being converts to his ministry, and many of them were, no doubt, but not all of them. But he is more likely talking about his relationship as the founder of the church, or as he puts it in 1 Corinthians, the spiritual father of the church. The church in Corinth exists because of the ministry of the Apostle Paul, who preached the gospel and many were saved and who founded a church, which they are now all the beneficiaries of, and they ought to recognize that and appreciate and return to him the same kind of loving kindness that he has shown toward them, and few of them were. So that's the problem, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Please join me then. Until then, good day. May God give you his eternal peace.